Chapter 5 Meeting of Nanda and Vasudev Although Krishna was the real son of Vasudeva and Devaki, because of Kamsa's atrocious activities, Vasudeva could not enjoy the birth ceremony of his son. But Nanda Maharaj, the foster father, celebrated the birth ceremony of Krishna very joyfully. The next day it was declared that a male child was born of Yasoda. According to Vedic custom, Nanda Maharaj called for the learned astrologers and Brahmins to perform the birth ceremony. After the birth of a child, the astrologers calculate the moment of the birth and make a horoscope of the child's future life. Another ceremony takes place after the birth of the child. The family members take baths, cleanse themselves, and decorate themselves with ornaments and garlands. Then they come before the child and the astrologer to hear of the future life of the child. Nanda Maharaj and other members of the family dressed and sat down in front of the birthplace. All the Brahmins who were assembled there on this occasion chanted auspicious mantras, according to the rituals, while the astrologers performed the birth ceremony. All the demigods were also worshipped on this occasion, as well as the forefathers of the family. Nanda Maharaj distributed 200,000 well-decorated, dressed, and ornamented cows to the Brahmins. He not only gave cows in charity, but hills of grains decorated with golden-bordered garments and many ornaments. In the material world, we possess riches and wealth in many ways, but sometimes not in very honest or pious ways, because that is the nature of accumulating wealth. According to Vedic injunction, therefore, such wealth should be purified by giving cows and gold in charity to the Brahmins. A newborn child is also purified by giving grains in charity to the Brahmins. In this material world, it is to be understood that we are always living in a contaminated state. We therefore have to purify the duration of our lives, our possessions of wealth, and ourselves. The duration of life is purified by taking daily bath and cleansing the body, inside and out, and accepting the ten kinds of purificatory processes by austerities, by worship of the Lord, and by distribution of charity, we can purify the possession of wealth. We can purify ourselves by studying the Vedas, by striving for self-realization, and by understanding the supreme absolute truth. It is therefore stated in the Vedic literature that by birth everyone is born a sudra, and by accepting the purificatory process, one becomes twice born, by study of the Vedas, one can become Vipra, which is the preliminary qualification for becoming a Brahmin. When one understands the Absolute Truth in perfection, he is called a Brahmin. And when a Brahmin reaches further perfection, he becomes a Vaishnav, or a devotee. In that ceremony, all the Brahmins assembled began to chant different kinds of Vedic mantras to invoke all good fortune for the child. There are different kinds of chanting, known as Sutta, Magadha, Vandi, and Virudavali. Along with this chanting of mantras and songs, bugles and kettle drums sounded outside the house. On this occasion, the joyous vibrations could be heard in all the pasturing grounds and all the houses. Within and outside of the houses, 
there were varieties of artistic paintings done with rice pulp, and scented water was sprinkled everywhere, even on the roads and streets. Ceilings and roofs were decorated with different kinds of flags, festoons, and green leaves. The gates were made of green leaves and flowers. All the cows, bulls, and calves were smeared with a mixture of oil and turmeric, and painted with minerals like red oxide, yellow clay, and manganese. They wore garlands of peacock feathers and were covered with nice colored dresses and gold necklaces. When all the ecstatic cowherd men heard that Nanda Maharaj, the father of Krishna, was celebrating a birth ceremony of his son, they became spontaneously joyful. They dressed themselves with very costly garments and ornamented their bodies with different kinds of earrings and necklaces and wore great turbans on their heads. After dressing themselves in this gorgeous way, they took various kinds of presentations and thus approached the house of Maharaj Nanda. As soon as they heard that Mother Yasoda had given birth to a child, all the cowherd women became overwhelmed with joy, and they also dressed themselves with various kinds of costly garments and ornaments and smeared scented cosmetics on their bodies. Overburdened with their heavy hips and swollen breasts, the gopis could not proceed very quickly toward the house of Maharaj Nanda, but out of ecstatic love for Krishna, they began to proceed as quickly as possible. Their ears were decorated with pearl rings. Their necks were decorated with jeweled padlocks. Their lips and eyes were decorated with different kinds of lipstick and ointments. And their hands were decorated with nice golden bangles. As they were very hastily passing over the stone road, the flower garlands which were decorating their bodies fell to the ground, and it appeared that a shower of flowers was falling from the sky. From the movement of the different kinds of ornaments on their bodies, they were looking still more beautiful. In this way, they all reached the house of Nanda and Yasoda and blessed the child. Dear child, live long just to protect us. While they were blessing child Krishna in this way, they offered a mixture of turmeric powder with oil, yogurt, milk, and water. They not only sprinkled this mixture on the body of the child Krishna, but on all other persons who were present there. Also, on that auspicious occasion, there were different bands of expert musicians playing. When the cowherd men saw the pastimes of the cowherd women, they became very joyful, and in response, they also began to throw yogurt, milk, clarified butter and water upon the bodies of the gopis. Then both parties began to throw butter on each other's bodies. Nanda Maharaj was also very happy to see the pastimes of the cowherd men and women, and he became very liberal in giving in charity to the different singers who were assembled there. Some singers were reciting the verses from the Upanishads and Puranas. Some were glorifying the family ancestors, and some were singing very sweet songs. There were also many learned Brahmins present, and Nanda Maharaj, being very satisfied on this occasion, began to give them different kinds of garments, ornaments, and cows in charity. It is very important to note in this connection how wealthy the inhabitants of Vrindavan were, simply by raising cows. All the cowherd men belonged to the Vaisha community, and their business was to protect the cows and cultivate crops. By their dress and ornaments and by their behavior, it appears that although they were in a small village, they still were very rich in material possessions. 
They possessed such an abundance of various kinds of milk products that they were throwing butter lavishly on each other's bodies without restriction. Their wealth was in milk, yogurt, clarified butter, and many other milk products. And by trading their agricultural products, they were rich in various kinds of jewelry, ornaments, and costly dresses. Not only did they possess all these things, but they could give them away in charity, as did Nanda Maharaj. Thus Nanda Maharaj, the foster father of Lord Krishna, began to satisfy the desires of all the men assembled there. He respectfully received them and gave them in charity whatever they desired. The learned Brahmins, who had no other source of income, were completely dependent upon the Vaishya and Kshatriya communities for their maintenance, and they received gifts on such festive occasions as birthdays, marriages, etc. While Nanda Maharaj was worshipping Lord Vishnu on this occasion and was trying to satisfy all the people there, his only desire was that the newborn child, Krishna, would be happy. Nanda Maharaj had no knowledge that this child was the origin of Vishnu, but he was praying to Lord Vishnu to protect him. Rohini Devi, mother of Balaram, was the most fortunate wife of Vasudev. She was away from her husband, yet just to congratulate Maharaj Nanda on the occasion of the birth ceremony of his son Krishna, she dressed herself very nicely. Wearing a garland, a necklace, and other bodily ornaments, she appeared on the scene and moved hither and thither. According to the Vedic system, a woman whose husband is not at home does not dress herself very nicely. But although Rohini's husband was away, still, she dressed herself on this occasion. From the opulence of the birth ceremony of Krishna, it is very clear that at that time, Vrindavan was rich in every respect. Because Lord Krishna took birth in the house of King Nanda and Mother Yasoda, the goddess of fortune was obliged to manifest her opulences in Vrindavan. It appeared that Vrindavan had already become the site for the pastimes of the goddess of fortune. <laughs> 